one to Real Life, Real Equity with your host Justin and the lovely Keisha Brooks. Say hello everyone. Hey and welcome everybody. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. Are you part of the club? The Real Equity Club is a group of like-minded individuals. The club's purpose is to help create more wealth for its members. The mission of the club, to help you increase your passive income and net worth. The club is completely free to you. When you join, you will receive the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. So join the club now at realequityclub.com to gain access. Or send us an email to info at realequityclub.com. That's info at realequityclub.com equityclub.com. We want to see you succeed in business and in life. So go to the website at realequityclub.com and join now. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Real Life, Real Equity. And so today we're going to talk about leverage. We're going to talk about, you know, leveraging your time, leveraging your money, leveraging your resources. It's, you know, about being resourceful, okay? Be resourceful with what you have. I know we're big proponents of starting where you are. Mm-hmm. We're big proponents of uh, using the resources that you have access to. Right. We're big proponents of using resources that are free. Yes. Because a lot of times, it's never about how much money you spend. Typically, it's about how creative you get. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, let's start off with talking about leveraging money. When we talk about leveraging money, we always hear the the phrase OPM, especially in real estate, OPM, other people's money. I constantly hear other people talk about never use your own money, use someone else's money. Mm. And I think that's a double-edged sword. So let's talk about that for a second because there is a, one, responsibility that comes with using other people's money. Yeah. And then two, you know, we say use other people's money and it's not as it seems because... When I hear it many times, it's from an investor, it's from another person who's semi-savvy in business, and then there's sometimes a savvy business owners, but the thing is, they're using it in a way that they imply without saying that they won't lose their money, they'll lose someone else's money. Yeah. I know when I got into partnerships with you know, people in the beginning, I took their money as a partner you know, where we went and I taught them how to do what I was doing and we worked together and we built this thing, whether it be a house, a flip or whatever the case may be. I was a lot more careful. I was a lot more cognizant. I was I checked everything where I would normally check it three times. I checked it five. You know, I did everything to a higher level because when somebody puts their hard earned trusted money with you, it no longer is an OPM play. It's not other people's money. It's not a credit card or you know, a signature loan from a big bank that has millions and millions and millions of dollars where you're just another number. This is a person you can see, feel and touch who is trusting you. Yeah. And that responsibility, that level of almost uh, you being their fiduciary, that is so powerful. And it's something that I take very seriously to the point that I've cut off relationships to ensure that people who do trust me with their money get what they have trusted me with. So you're pretty much asking them to trust you with their money because you're considered the expert in the business that you're trying to grow. Exactly. You know, so, you know, that, that misconception always has bothered me 
but it never bothered me so much until I actually received funds from a, a private investor and, you know, started working with partnerships and stuff like that. But when it comes to what else can you leverage, you know, how do you leverage? We're talking about what you don't do and OPM, but, you know, let's look at leveraging OPM, other people's money. Aside from the investor, you know, think about it, you know, you leverage bank money. Yeah. You're borrowing a loan. You've taken a leverage position in a piece of property through the bank lending you maybe 75% of the value of the house and mm -hmm. you putting down 25% of the value of the house. So you're allowed to leverage three quarters of the property using other people's money. In this case, the institution that is called a bank. Right. All right. So let's talk about time leverage now, because we talked about money leverage and we talked about a couple of good things there, but let's talk about how we leverage our time. Right. For me, there's two types of leverage. You know, the first type of leverage is leveraging one, your time mm -hmm. and then leveraging the time of others. Yes, that's very true. Depending on what you're trying to get done, you may be using your own time or using the time of somebody else to accomplish that goal. Right. So when you leverage your time, there has benefits and there's outcomes. So the results can equal, you know, a lot of different things, whether it be physical, spiritual, mental, economical, uh, what have you. You know, so mm -hmm. if you're leveraging your own time, maybe you go to a job and you make some money. Right. If you're leveraging your time and you're doing it physically, maybe you're going to the gym, right. you know, improving your health. Right. It could be leveraging your time for spiritual benefit, right. which could be going to a religious organization, going to church. Yes. The other thing is, you know, leveraging yourself mentally. And we're big on this. You know, we're talking about self-education here, personal development, reading books, taking courses, etc. Mm hmm. And so then the second part of it would be how to manage your time. Right. And we've taken a lot of courses and stuff on how to manage your time. And so a few of the resources we found to be helpful were things like Living Your Best Year Ever by Darren Hardy. Right. Excellent time management book. The other was Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Yes. Brian Tracy's a phenomenal person to learn time management skills from. And then last but not least, of course, is there's a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller, the founder of Keller Williams Realty. And he wrote this book. It is a phenomenal book. We're doing a book study on it right now that just teaches you about how to prioritize what's most important, because when it comes down to it, time management is nothing more than prioritization of the things that are most important in your life. Exactly. And so to be able to figure out what's most important, Gary Keller breaks down on how to figure out what that most important thing is so that you can devote the most amount of time to getting it accomplished. Right. And now it's time for your educational tip of the week. This week, we have uh, not an educational tip per se, but we have a recommendation on a book. Uh, the book is Think and Grow Rich. So if you've never read Think and Grow Rich, it is a very, very powerful read, very good book. It's one of those books that it's kind of hard to read through the first time. It took me really sitting down and saying, I'm going to finish this book because it was really hard to read the first time. I think I got about halfway through it. Then the second time, it was probably six months later, I said, I'm going to finish this book. And I did. And then probably a year later, I read it again. And then probably three years after that, I read it one more time. But I want to I want to give you some information from the book um, that I found to be very valuable. I took a lot of notes on this book, and I think it's going to help uh, you see the value in actually finishing the book. Uh, so in one of the pages, it talks about how desire can be transmuted into its physical equivalent. So having faith, desire, imagination and persistence is going to be one of the keys to creating wealth. The other was riches begin in the form of thought. The amount of riches you make is only limited by how much you think you can get. 
Faith lifts these limitations. There are no limitations to the mind except those we acknowledge. Both poverty and riches are the offspring of thought. By the way, if you're not already subscribed to our newsletter, you may do so by going to our website at realliferealequity.com. Submit your name and email and you will continue to get updates on our podcast and any other information that we have going on. And we always talk about a lot of different books. So a, a new feature that we have on the website is our featured book list, where we have a listing of those books that we do mention during the podcast. Sweet. Okay. So what we've done is we've journaled our time, right. figuring out exactly what we're doing throughout the entire day. Exactly. So that could be from when you check your email to when you're looking at social media to when you're having that meeting to when you're going to lunch, every single thing you're do- doing throughout the day, we journal that. Yeah. And we try to break it down into like five minute increments. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to keep it really, really succinct, really, really specific. Then we review at the end of the day what it is we wrote down and figure out where we were wasting our time. Yes. It's a very powerful tool. It's uh, it's almost like time budgeting, but we go to that too. So after we actually take an inventory because you can't know where you want to go without knowing where you are first. Right. So we take an inventory of where we're at and then we go and say, okay, now that we know where you spend three hours a day on Facebook, we watch four hours of TV, you know, we're driving around town for three hours Mm -hmm. and, you know, we go to work for eight. Right. Now we know where our time goes. You know, we spend 10 minutes eating, 30 minutes eating. I used to be in the military, so 10 minutes eating sounds real good to me. <laughs> but, you know, we spend 30 minutes eating and we do all these things. We figured out where our time goes. Now we go back and we say, OK, here are the things that I could work on. Instead of spending three hours on Facebook, three hours watching TV, maybe I only spend one and take those other four hours and do something more productive with them. Right. But we budget our time based off of where we are. There's a quote that went Uh, Know from what you came for. If you know from what you came, there's no limits to where you can go. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. And so with that being said, it's just like we all have the same 24 hours in a day. Yep. And so we're all allotted that time every single day. So how you break that time up is going to determine how you're using your time management. And that flows right into our next thing. So, you know, the second type of leveraging is leveraging the time of others. And this happens through a reciprocation of value. So basically what I'm saying is either you trade your talent for theirs or you pay them for their talent. Yes. There's probably more ways, but this is the way that we have found to be the best value for us. You know, whether it is we exchange our talents for someone else's or we just pay them outright for the talent that they have already. Yes. Uh, One of our mentors said that you don't have to be good at everything. You just need to figure out what you're really good at and then go back and fill your weaknesses with somebody who's good at those weaknesses already. Right. Or the on the opposite side of the coin, if you're different from the way we are, because we don't really try to go after all of our weaknesses, we only fill in key weaknesses. If you're different from that, maybe you do go and figure out all your weaknesses and get better at them. I think we all understand, you know, that there's the 24 hours uh, in a day. I think we all understand that we can pay someone to do work for us. But what I found, and I learned this in the military, um, and I also learned this just with reading books and studying very successful individuals, there's a such thing as man hours. Mm, Yeah. And when you look at man hours, the whole premise is that we don't measure our progress in just hours. 
we measured in how many man hours it will take. So if it takes 36 man hours to finish a project and there's only maybe eight man hours in a day, mm-hmm. then you know that it's going to take somewhere around four days, four and a half days, something like that to finish the task. Right. That's something that we use a lot probably with real estate when we're yeah. doing projects. Yeah. And so if you want to figure out how long it's going to take you a pro- to do a project, try to figure out how many hours it's going to take. If you don't know how many hours it's going to take, that's totally okay. The point that I'm trying to make though is that you can have multiple people that you're leveraging their time to get you to your goal. Yes. And that is how the most successful people in the world make themselves bigger and bigger. They only focus on the very few things that really creates a return, the things that really make them money. They focus on those things to such an extreme that they don't pay attention to all the other little things because they have people do those things for them. So they only focus on those things uh, that is their highest value activities. And it allows them to go out and supplement the things that is not their highest value activities. You know, they may have 10 people on the payroll. Yes. They may have 10 people that whose time they're leveraging. Yes. But they're in exchange working on their highest and best use. Now, how do you figure that out? So with that, they are growing their own personal time yeah. in one day in yeah, that 24 so, hour time yeah. frame. So instead of them having only 24 hours, if they have 10 people working for them, they have 240. Right. And I mean, you know, we say 240, you know, nobody's working 24 hours a day. So let's just say that we only have eight mm-hmm. in a day. We have 10 people. That's man hours, right? Right. Eight times 10 is 80 hours. So you have at your disposal every single day, 80 hours if somebody's working for you. Right. All you have to do to justify having those people is figure out what your highest value activity is and can it make up for however much you're going to spend on said labor. So it's just like if you have, I've heard this saying, when you have more than one person, two or three people putting their hands to the plow, you're getting to the goal quicker right, versus right. that one individual trying to do it by themselves. Right. And, and you know, we always say it's all about resourcefulness and we're going to talk about that next. Yes. But you don't have to exchange money for it either. There's countless startups who exchange equity for the talent and time of another person. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's all about creativity. And that's what we're going to go into next. So last is going to be leveraging our resources. And again, it's always about resourcefulness. We always say this quote, Tony Robbins says, it's not about the lack of resources. It's about the lack of resourcefulness. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to your resources, it's all about how creative you are. Yes. Right. So we always talk about using the library. Right. um, Using YouTube, YouTube University. Um, using your friends that have certain skills. Maybe there's a skill that you're lacking. Absolutely. And instead of taking 10, 20 hours trying to research that one skill, you can find that one friend that already has the skill <laughs> and lying. get it done. That's right. That's right. And, and so, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to go through this podcast without mentioning another book um, <laughs> because there's just that's just the way we are. We, you know, we're we always are trying to learn and we always want to give out good resources. So there's a book called Prosper by Chris Martinson and Adam Taggart. It's, this book is basically talking about how to prepare for the future and create a world worth inheriting. This is off their title. So uh, Prosper, excellent book. But in their book, they talk about how to have the resources you need to be successful both now and in the future. Mm. So I'm going to just take a couple of seconds to go through what they consider to be excellent. We'll call it capital or resources that 
uh, you can use both now and in the future. So in their book, they talked about having financial capital, uh, living capital, material capital, knowledge capital. They talked about having emotional capital, social capital, cultural capital and time capital. Mm. All of those things are going to be very valuable when we talk about leverage. It's not just money. It's not just time. It's all of these things. Now, we didn't have time to go into all of those things to cover them because we only have a short podcast. But this is an excellent book if you want to go into the different kinds of resources that you need to uh, be successful going forward. We're just talking about leveraging the first three time, money and the different resources that you can use to leverage to get you to where you want to go. Yes. All right. So here's your action items for achievement. You know, let's sum it up. How can we as achievers as normal people you know just every day going through life how can we leverage better because it's always going to be about how you can leverage both your time the time of others your money the money of others your resources the resources of others okay Mm -hmm. so how can we do that we're going to take a quick minute to talk about how Keisha and I actually did this very thing about a week ago yes when we're setting our goals right so we set a goal for 2019 to go on a speaking tour Now, we're not going to have an official like published speaking tour, but we're going to go out and we're going to uh, use what we have and speak to more people about what it is that we do. That's our unique selling proposition. You know what Kyle Wilson, our friend Kyle Wilson calls our secret sauce. Right. And so we're going to go out and talk to people about that because we believe we have a very unique dynamic in our both marriage and our business. And we want to teach others about that. And so when we thought about that. You got to remember, we have four kids. Yes, four young kids under the age of nine and one is a newborn. Right. And so how can two parents <laughs> with four kids and one being a newborn go on a speaking tour? Around the country. Around the country. That's pretty tough, <laughs> yes. you know, and we don't have any family where we live. We're limited. Yeah. We Well, we have one. We have one family member where we live, but for the most part, it's just us. Yes. Our mom has a job. You know, my mom has a job. I mean, it's my mom doesn't even live in the same state. Right. You know, none of my brothers live in the same state. So it's it's very interesting. Your brother doesn't live in the same state. Nope. It's very interesting, the, the dynamic. But it's not a lack of resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. So we started to think, how can we, as a family, mm-hmm. as parents, do what we want to do without compromising our family unit? Right. And so we actually came to the conclusion of, for one, who are the individuals that we know we can trust? Right. And then how can we use their time to not just benefit us, but also benefit them? Right. And so we looked at, okay, who is it we could trust? Yes. And then we said, where do they live? Right. Some of them live out of state. Some of them live in state. Mm-hmm. What do we have to do? Okay, well, maybe we need to fly somebody in. Right. You know, do we need to fly our kids with us wherever we go? Do we need to fl- fly somebody along with us to watch our kids? You know, how can we make the absolute best of whatever it is we have. And so it was a simple thought process. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen overnight. No. It took us about three days to like really think this through. It talked it took us sitting down in front of a whiteboard, or in our case, a poster, a big white chart, flip chart. Yes. And writing down all the things we could think of as far as options and alternatives. And then it took us going out and saying, okay, where do we have the absolute best support system? And so we came up with a list of cities and that's what we're going to look at because so one, we have to take the baby with us. Yes. And if we take the baby with us, 
we need to have somebody who can hold the baby while we're on stage. Exactly. It's a thought process. All it is is thinking, okay, who do we trust to hold our child? And so that even helped us determine which cities we would travel to. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So uh, just, you know, we wanted to try to talk you through some of the ways we think about things because it's not just cut and dried. It's really all about creativity. Mm -hmm. And you have to think to yourself, not I can't do it. How can I do it? Robert exactly. Kiyosaki is famous for saying that. He's, how can you do whatever it is you want to do? How can I fill in the blank? And if you ask yourself that, your mind will go to work on creating creative scenarios to help you achieve whatever it is you ask yourself. It's funny because the other day, so I'm also big into fitness. Right. If you know Sean T, he's a big fitness. He did the insanity thing. Yeah, he did the insanity. He's now doing Transform 20. And so he wanted to get something off his chest before the new year because he said he was tired of people saying, I'm going to try right. this. I'm going to try doing this workout. I'm mm. going to try the nutrition. And he said, instead of trying, why not say I'm going to finish mm. this? Because your mind, your thought process automatically, when you say I try, you're already setting yourself up to quitting because you're just trying from the start. Yeah. So if you say I'm going to finish this, then you're setting yourself up for success. It's almost like you're talking to your subconscious. Right. And this ties into a previous podcast. If you remember, we talked to Julian Sato about that very thing. Yes. Go back, listen to that podcast because he dropped some serious knowledge about how to train your mind to really go forward and accomplish what it is you want to accomplish. We're not going to go through a goal setting because we did that on the on a previous podcast. Mm -hmm. We're not going to go through and try to relive our podcast moments, but this is big. It just means you need to catch up, but this is big, you know, right? So we're constantly trying to figure out how can we make the best of whatever resources and situation we have. It's not about having more money. It's not about having more time. Mm -hmm. It's just about how creative you can be with what you have and using that and leveraging up. So we want to thank you for listening. We want to keep it real when others don't. That's the name of the game. We want to actually show real life examples, real problems, real solutions, real life, real equity. We look forward to you joining us again next week. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you'd like more information on joining the Real Equity Club, visit the website at realequityclub.com. There, you will get access to the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. Again, that's realequityclub.com. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.